Chapter Twelve of Three Years by Anton Chekhov, translated by Constance Garnett, eighteen sixty one to nineteen forty six. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Chapter Twelve. In Holy Week, the Loptovs went to an exhibition of pictures in the School of Painting. The whole family went together in the Moscow fashion: the little girls, the governess, Kostya, and all loptov knew the names of all the well-known painters and never missed an exhibition he used sometimes to paint little landscape paintings when he was in the country in the summer and he fancied he had a good deal of taste and that if he had studied he might have made a good painter when he was abroad he sometimes used to go to curio shops examining the antiques with the air of a connoisseur and giving his opinion on them when he bought any article he gave just what the shopkeeper liked to ask for it and his purchase remained afterwards in a box in the coach-house till it disappeared altogether or going into a print-shop he would slowly and attentively examine the engravings and the bronzes making various remarks on them and would buy a common frame or a box of wretched prints at home he had pictures always of large dimensions but of inferior quality the best among them were badly hung it had happened to him more than once to pay large sums for things which had afterwards turned out to be forgeries of the grossest kind and it was remarkable that though as a rule timid in the affairs of life he was exceedingly bold and self-confident at a picture exhibition why yulia sergeyevna looked at the pictures as her husband did through her open fist or an opera-glass and was surprised that the people in the pictures were like live people and the trees like real trees but she did not understand art and it seemed to her that many pictures in the exhibition were alike and she imagined that the whole object in painting was that the figures and objects should stand out as though they were real when you looked at the picture through your open fist that forest is shishkin's her husband explained to her he always paints the same thing but notice snow's never such a lilac colour as that and that boy's left arm is shorter than his right when they were all tired and Loptov had gone to look for Kostya, that they might go home, Yulia stopped indifferently before a small landscape. In the foreground was a stream, over it a little wooden bridge. On the further side a path that disappeared in the dark grass, a field on the right, a copse, near it a campfire, no doubt of watchers by night, and in the distance there was a glow of the evening sunset. Yulia imagined herself walking along the little bridge, and then along the little path further and further while all round was stillness the drowsy landrails calling and the fire flickering in the distance and for some reason she suddenly began to feel that she had seen those very clouds that stretched across the red part of the sky and that copse and that field before many times before she felt lonely and longed to walk on and on along the path and there in the glow of sunset was the calm reflection of something unearthly eternal how finely that's painted she said surprised that the picture had suddenly become intelligible to her look alyosha do you see how peaceful it is she began trying to explain why she liked the landscape so much but neither kostya nor her husband understood her she kept looking at the picture with a mournful smile and the fact that the others saw nothing special in it troubled her then she began walking through the rooms and looking at the pictures again she tried to understand them and no longer thought that a great many of them were alike 
when on returning home for the first time she looked attentively at the big picture that hung over the piano in the drawing-room she felt a dislike for it and said what an idea to have pictures like that and after that the gilt cornices the venetian looking-glasses with flowers on them the pictures of the same sort as the one that hung over the piano and also her husband's and kostya's reflections upon art aroused in her a feeling of dreariness and vexation even of hatred life went on its ordinary course from day to day with no promise of anything special the theatrical season was over the warm days had come there was a long spell of glorious weather one morning the laptovs attended the district court to hear kostya who had been appointed by the court to defend someone they were late in starting and reached the court after the examination of the witnesses had begun a soldier in the reserve was accused of theft and housebreaking there were a great number of witnesses washerwomen they all testified that the accused was often in the house of their employer a woman who kept a laundry at the feast of the exaltation of the cross he came late in the evening and began asking for money he wanted a pick-me-up as he had been drinking but no one gave him anything then he went away but an hour afterwards he came back and brought with him some beer and a soft gingerbread cake for the little girl they drank and sang songs almost till daybreak and when in the morning they looked about the lock of the door leading up into the attic was broken and of the linen three men's shirts a petticoat and two sheets were missing kostya asked each witness sarcastically whether she had not drunk the beer the accused had brought evidently he was insinuating that the washerwomen had stolen the linen themselves he delivered his speech without the slightest nervousness looking angrily at the jury he explained what robbery with housebreaking meant and the difference between that and simple theft he spoke very circumstantially and convincingly displaying an unusual talent for speaking at length and in a serious tone about what had been known to everyone long before and it was difficult to make out exactly what he was aiming at from his long speech the foreman of the jury could only have deduced that it was housebreaking but not robbery as the washerwomen had sold the linen for drink themselves or if there had been robbery there had not been housebreaking but obviously he said just what was wanted as his speech moved the jury and the audience and was very much liked when they gave a verdict of acquittal yulia nodded to kostya and afterwards pressed his hand warmly in may the laptovs moved to a country villa at sokolniki by that time yulia was expecting a baby End of chapter 12. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine.